All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the Word Talking Football Podcast. I'm Weston. With me, as always, the right-hand man, Lou. Lou, we continue down the yellow brick road that is known as the free agency period for the 2023 NFL season. Back looking at the North Divisions. This evening, we'll focus in on the NFC North teams. Quick reiteration. We divide and conquer the division. You take two teams. I take two teams. We act as the general managers. And this is all about what Lou, the GM, and Weston, the GM, think that these teams should do. We don't claim to know what they're going to do. This is what we would do in those scenarios. So, like I said, on the docket, NFC North, um, I stole our second favorite team. So, I'm excited about that. Now, you got to trench forward the best you can in this lowly division who are we starting with tonight the bears they're the most they're probably the most exciting team to talk about and we'll talk in in a little bit all right let me let me put you on the clock clock starts now for the bears All right, so I am the general manager of the Chicago Bears, and we have over $94 million in cap space. Um, I have a lot of work to do, but I have a lot of resources to do it. Does it matter? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Listen, last year I felt like our team were scrappy. We played tough. uh, But obviously we didn't have the players to be serious, you know, uh, contenders. And, and compete as much as I thought, you know, you know, we could. Th- that changes this year, and basically, I'm going to make it rain because I spilled blood in the water. I know my uh, my rival out there in Green Bay; they're going to, you know, possibly get a little weaker. Finally, Aaron Rodgers is out of this division. Um, I'm saying it. I'm marking it. I'm I'm a firm believer he's no longer going to suit up with the Green Bay Packers anymore. So that means it's 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 open season. Anyone can compete for the NFC North, and why not us? And a couple of things I want to do this offseason. I want to get a big-name wide receiver for Fields and a stud offensive lineman as well. All right? I got to support Fields. I, I do feel like he's our guy. Um, so in the ideal world, maybe looking to trade for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think it fits the narrative of where our team is heading. Um so I'm looking perhaps for maybe a little younger players, right? And Alan Lazard, I really want to stick it to Green Bay, keep him in division, right? Or maybe a Jacoby Myers, uh, you know, you know, to add to this team, you know, add to this receiving core. As for offensive linemen, I'm going all in on Orlando Brown, right? Uh, he's, he hasn't, he wasn't tagged by the Kansas City Chiefs. I just need to have, and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a former fat boy myself. I just need to have uh, to improve this offensive line because Fields is great. He can run the ball, whatever. But where his where he needs improvement is his decision making, and he's not the quickest to decipher defenses and what have you. So I need my offensive lineman to hold up. So I'm looking at Orlando Brown. I'm happy though, uh, bringing in Kale McGarry, Mike McGlinchey, Taylor Lewan, or Jawan Taylor, anyone to help address my offensive tackle position. Uh, you know, here this offseason. I also want to improve the defense. I need to get an edge rusher, but 
don't really see any on the off and the free agents that I like. So I'm probably looking to the draft. That being said, um, if I can't get an edge rusher, I want some help in the middle of my defense and the linebacker core. My head coach, Iberflus, had a stud middle linebacker in, you know, uh, Leonard with the Colts. So I'm looking at TJ Edwards, maybe a David Long, a Bobby Okuriki, because uh, he did play for Iberflus, right? But my prime possession, uh, possession would be Tremaine Evans, bring him in. Uh, he's still young. He's still ascending. He's growing. He's an athletic, quick uh, linebacker. And I really would love to add him to the middle of that defense as well. Last but not least, I'm focusing on the draft because I think that's where we're going to get uh, the majority of our playmakers. And I'm trading back. Ideally, I want to trade back multiple times, right? Uh, and if I do so, I'm willing. I I will go back to picks 12 to 14. I'm fine by that to accumulate additional draft capital. And at that time, that 12 to 14th range, I'll just take a B. John Robinson to pair up with Justin Fields, right? But if I'm only if I only can get enough capital to go back a, a spot or two, I'm probably settling on Will Anderson or Carter from uh, Georgia to uh, you know to give like a. Uh, a, a name to that defense. So those are the moves I'm making, uh, getting some wide receivers, getting some offensive line, and then pretty much focusing on the draft. It's almost like a really easy job if you're the general manager of the Bears right now, but a very Stop. difficult job because See, your team stinks, right? They're scrappy. Uh, you – but it's it's kind of what we were talking about with the Steelers when we were talking about the AFC North. Like you're not just a piece away, so you need to be prudent. There's nothing that's it's not like hey we just had an injury riddled year we're picking one overall like in a just because it's a bad scenario. Like I think of when the 49ers were able to dra- draft Nick Bosa in um, whatever it was 19 right or yeah 2019. That was because we lost our quarterback in 2018 injuries like derailed us tremendously so we were fortunate to have a pretty deep team picking at number two overall to begin with that was favorable that's not the case um i love the strategy of trading back if they're especially in uh what could see four quarterbacks go in the first round like find one of these teams that wants to slide up to get it could be a bloodbath and and the bears can be holding you know a lot of the pieces here that they control the draft and you'll get a lot Right. Like I just remember when the the Bears traded up to get Mitch Trubisky and they swapped with the 49ers and went two to three. So what yeah, they what was gave that? up what was to that? go one pick. What was, was that crazy. Happen- Do you remember or no off the top of your head? Um I think it was a a second, a third, and then like a third the following year to go one pick. Yeah. And we used that second to trade back into the first round. That was the year we took Solomon Thomas and then Ruben Foster at the back half of the, the first bad, round. Bad draft. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't draft well in the early rounds, but I'll save that for when it's time to talk about the AFC and NFC Wests. Okay. Um, but it, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like, we know cap carries, right? Like, it, it carries over. Like, do we need to rush to spend $100 million? Like, we well, here's, shouldn't. Here's the thing, Wes, and they have to make sure they get the right guys. And this is – they have so many holes, there's no way they're going to be able to address them this year. So what I really think they should, you know, they should do is fo- focus on the offensive side of the ball, because you want to protect Fields 
You don't want him to go into Sam Darnold mode and seeing ghosts and stuff like that. You want to also evaluate him, right? Yep. Because guess what? Let's say you get multiple – you trade back and get multiple first-round picks next year. Guess what you can do if you're not in the top five of picks? You can trade, trade those yep. to get one of those two quarterbacks, either from USC or UNC, coming out. So you need to evaluate Justin Fields, and you have to give him a fair shot to see if he's the man. So you got to build an offensive line, and you got to give him another weapon on the uh, at the wide receiver position, and uh, and like like I said, get maybe one defensive signature piece. I think this is the time. The next year or two is the time where like you start building the trenches, right, and playing bruising a NFC North football, and you start. I agree, protecting your most valuable asset, which is your quarterback. Um, the skill players will come right? Free agency will present new opportunities the following year. An offseason this year is going to present new opportunities to be drafting high again next year. Um, it's not about 2023 for the Chicago Bears. It's about 2024 and beyond, if you ask me. Um, cool. So next up, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions. So walking into this year with 22.4 million in cap space, we were nine and eight last year coming off a season showcasing a lot of promise, right? You and I to start the year talked about this would be a rising team and they did not fail us, but here's what I need to prioritize as the general manager. We are now entering year three of the Jared Goff bridge quarterback experiment. He counts for $31 million against the cap. That's an expensive bridge to build. So where are we in terms of the quarterback? Now, listen, Jared hasn't disappoint, disappointed, right? Like, I think he's played pretty darn well, and this offense has been high-flying. I believe he, is, he has exceeded my expectations as the general manager of this football team, but I still know it's the most important position. So I look at the draft board. I got two first-round picks this year. Who's sitting out there that could be had for two first-round picks and – I'm probably ahead of the pack because I can give them to you both this year, not just one and one. I can give them to you both this year if I wanted to. I am pushing chips all in to go get Lamar Jackson. There's enough pieces around here. I need Lamar. But I'll take a false step. Assuming Lamar does not leave, right, and, and the, the Ravens are the prudent franchise that we know them to be, and they're playing the, the fiscal game, and Lamar will be back in Baltimore. I also pick six overall, you know, does Stroud fall is Levis. My guy, does Anthony Richardson continue to ascend up the draft boards based on, you know, his combine and ultimately his pro day. Like I have options and the reason, so let's say Lamar fails golf stays any guy that I might take at six overall. If I'm taking a quarterback there, if I'm entertaining it, <clears throat> I don't want to give all my cards away. I don't want to tip the teams ahead or behind me. I Goff is still the bridge. He's a bridge for another year, but I can't have him be that bridge at 31 million, right? Like I want more cap because we are in a position to compete right now. So other ways that I'm looking to free up cap Romeo Quara cutting with a post June 1st designation. That's $11 million in savings. Reality is he's a good player, but he's played nine games in the last two years, right? I, I'd rather have that 11 million um, and add to my existing cap space to be really, really aggressive, even though it does pay me to split up the brother duo of the Aquara brothers who are on this team. 
um, it's the prudent thing to do. Got to be honest with you, Lou. I'm kind of tempted to bring back Jamal Williams again. Um, like I know this was an exceptional year, a year that he'll never replicate in terms of how he's getting into the end zone, but he is clearly a locker room guy. Our team loves him. Our coaches love him. He solves goal line opportunity problems for a team and has a knack for finding the end zone. If I can have him a little cheaper than he probably wants and he wants to stay in this culture, I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm really open to that opportunity. But I will say this, we will be spenders in this free agency. For the first time in a long time, this division feels very, very winnable. When I look around the rest of the conference, or excuse me, the rest of the, the division, St. Brown, stud. Love what I have in Jamison Williams. I know we didn't get this, we only saw a sample size of him at the tail end of the year, and it, it wasn't a whole lot, no reason to rush him back. Um, but I, I know what I traded up for and drafted, and I'm feeling really good about that. Here's, if Goff is still the guy another year, I'm tempted to bring in Robert Woods and reunite them as that, that third option, that gimmick guy, plays a little closer to the line of scrimmage. They clearly have chemistry. Robert Woods' best years were in L.A. when Jared was the, the quarterback. Um, th- that's something that I am, I'm, I'm pressing on. Here's my heavy press on the offensive side of the ball. We got rid of TJ Hawkinson last year to Minnesota. I'm all in on Dalton Schultz. All in on Dalton Schultz. Bringing back that tight end threat. Um, I just got to have it. Got to have all phases of the offense, right? Then I'm feeling really good. DeAndre Swift in the backfield. St. Brown, Jamison Williams, maybe even a Robert Woods floating around out there. Having the tight end, like that's complimentary football. We look really good on the offensive side. Where does – where – the lines lack last year and we talked about it a lot defense 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 this is my primary focus mainly across the defensive line i have money i want to bring in some veterans i want to bring in i want to look at arden key samson ibukam maybe even a frank Clark, even though i don't love the the culture fit but this is i think now is the time we need a steady presence at linebacker in division, Eric Hendricks just released. Maybe it's Levante David, a veteran presence. Maybe it's a Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo. A lot of names that can maybe anchor the middle for another year or two while we're primed and ready to win um, football games. And Kenley, I'm I'm in on any safety, all safeties. Doesn't matter, right? I'm I'm call I'm on the phone already with Jesse Bates. Sorry, that's collusion. They'll take away a pick for me. I'll be talking to Jesse Bates' agents, right? I'll be talking. To, to all of them, um, Poyer, Jimmy Ward, the list goes on. You name them, we're kicking because we have money and few teams have money and we're young, we're eager. It's time to go. Detroit is going to be a force to be reckoned with next year for the first time in a long time. Lo- love, love, love the Lamar Jackson to Detroit scenario there uh, because they have the draft picks that wouldn't cr- you know cripple them. Uh, then they can shed $20 million from Goff, too, to reinvest around Lamar or, or on that defense, right? So I love I love that. I We were talking about, I'm not sure, it was like um, an episode two ago, picture Lamar in the dome, oh. right? We talked about with the Falcons, what he would do, right? Like Vic-esque, yeah. right? <laughs> like- exactly. So picture, picture Lamar in the dome. Picture the offensive line of the Lions are, is, are pretty damn good, too. Yes, they are. Have the rushing attack. 
that offense would be pretty damn scary. Defense needs a lot. Defense still needs a pseudo facelift, right? Um, and they're not, you know, trending in the right direction and what have you, but th- they do need to add more talent along that defense. And that's why you have the, dra- you know, the draft for, but love the Lamar. I can't, that that's, that's where, that's what needs to happen. And I feel like he would be this young figurehead for this young as- ascending team um, to really compete in that NFC North. Yeah. I mean, listen, this offense was high flying last year under, or- under Goff, right? And the reason why you didn't hear as much about how porous the defense was is because they won more games than they lost, right? And they beat some divisional opponents when they haven't beat in the in the past. But like a Lamar cures a lot of woes on the defensive side of the ball. You know what, what I mean? also like, what I also liked you said is Robert Woods and, and like you know let's say they don't get Lamar. Robert Woods, no matter where he's gone, he's an able and willing and pretty damn good run blocker. Yep. So he was with the Rams, and one thing the Rams did, you know, extremely well back then was run the football. You know, and then that, their offense was predicated around the football, them play action bootlegs, right? Then he, you know, he went to Tennessee. I get it; um, didn't really materialize there, but he he's willing to get his nose, you know, in there and get dirty. And the Lions want to be more physical team, and he would be that'd be a real good foot fit. Uh, that would that would replace DJ Shark, uh, Shark, and they could do that because even though Shark's a deep threat, Woods is not. He's more of your possession guy, but they got Jamison Williams, so like they, they already have that deep threat there. So that would be a savvy move. I don't think they go tight end. To be frank, I just don't feel like that uh, that offense values the tight end position that much. Hence the trade. Um, I think it's more about running and those receivers. So, yep, I agree. Who who up next? Well, the only other team for me is the Green Bay Packers. Snooze. Nothing, nothing exciting going on with that. Let me start the clock on you, bro. Let's talk about them cheese heads. Yeah. So I am the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, and, and everything's fine. You know, everything's good. <laughs> You know, you know, everything is uh, is fine. We're we're good. We're fine. Everything's good. Um, I gotta figure out this Aaron Rodgers bullshit. To be honest with you, I'm over his theatrics. I'm tired of him holding us hostage, and I'm nervous that last year was a thing, a sign of things to come. Let me get some cap relief and compensation for this 39 year old guy. Give me two. I'm calling the Jets. Give me two twos. Go ahead, take them. Two twos eat the salary. I'm done with them. I'm done. I'm telling you, it's time for us to see what love can do. And guess what? If love fails miserably, then we're picking early next year's draft, and maybe we can get a quarterback there. All right. So it's a win-win. I just want this guy away from me. He keeps me up at night. I, I, I just, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of his ego maniac ways. Now, I want to set. Jordan Love up for success, right? And I want to, in order to do that, I'm not going to bring out, bring a tremendous amount of external free agents and just, you know, throw their, you know, you know throw, throw them in the mix. I want to bring back my main guy, Alan Lazard. I think that's imperative. That's going to be, uh, that's going to, you know, provide continuity from the offense, the offensive scheme. Lazard knows what we're trying to do. There'll be no learning curve on his end. Um, 
he will, you know, so I'm bringing back Alan Lazard. But I also wanted to address the tight end position because I think it's imperative. If Love gets in, you know, in trouble, what's the old adage? The tight ends are the safety blanket when shit goes down. So I'm looking either into the draft for a tight end because it is an extremely deep draft for tight ends. Or I'm looking at Dalton Schultz. I'm looking at Mike Isecki. I'm looking at Hayden Hurst. Someone that can provide me some production because I haven't had production since Mark Chamora, to be honest with you, in Green Bay at a tight end position. So I'm not sure if some of our listeners might be too young to even know who the hell that is. <laughs> so um, so I, I'm looking into get, getting another uh, weapon for him over the middle. And I got to beef up my defensive line. Uh, this is my last thing I need to do. The 49ers have been our bugaboo for many, many years. And it's because how much more physical they are at the, up front than we are. So I need to add some talent along the trenches, along the defensive line. So I'm swinging big here, all right? I'm, I am going for the home runs here, reminiscent of us bringing in Julius Peppers, right? I'm, going, I'm looking for Javon Hargrave, Dalvin Tomlinson, or even Draymond Jones. All could be our physical disruptors that can play the run well and also provide pressure into in the interior of the um, in the interior defensive line. So those are the moves I'm looking to bring at least one of those guys in because I already have the edge rushers in Rashawn Carey and Smith. So why not bring a little more and you know pressure and, and team them up with my other all, all pro uh, defensive tackle uh, and Kenny Clark. So. Those are the moves I'm making. I think the most important part is this. It's addition by subtraction here. Bye, Rodgers. Yeah. Um, This is the year, right? I mean, enough's enough. I feel like at this point, a very once very proud franchise is like being made a fool. Man, they, they, they're used to it. Player. No, they've done this before. I know. I've told you, you know what? This is All destiny. Right. So this team has had two quarterbacks for 30 years. That's crazy. That's crazy. And they've won two Super Bowls with those guys. Hey, at least they won something. No, listen, I get it, right? Like, my team hasn't won a Super Bowl in shut 28 up, shut years. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut like, up, shut up. But shut you know mouth. what I mean? Like, if you were to be like, if I was to say to you, Yo, your franchise only had two quarterbacks over thirty year period, right? The only thing that's even close to it, that impressive is if you go back and look at the Pittsburgh Steelers that they've had three head coaches over the last like forty years, right? Like that's crazy too. But if I was to say, hey, the only two quarterbacks that you have had over the last thirty years are Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You're thinking multiple Super Bowls, right? Like yeah. multiple Super Bowls for each of them, and they haven't. I think it's just it's time to punt. You know, it's probably two years too late. You know, where you could have gotten more from them, but like it, it's time to punt. It's time to move on. And here's the reality: if even if Jordan, honestly, I think the way this team is going right now, if, whether it's Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, I think it's the same end result at the end of the year. I think it's the same end result because there's no motivation for 12 to play here anymore, in my opinion. Right. So like not the same like fire and burn and competitiveness, you know, like he's going on his dark retreats and doing whatever. Like, I just think he wants to take 
another team's money at this point. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I believe in his willingness to, or his desire to play the game. Um, I, I just think you move on, you cut your losses. You, like you said, addition by subtraction and it's, it's rebuild, man. Yeah. Like they've been carried a pretty long distance for the last few years based on halfway decent defensive play. And then Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, right? Like yeah. they've been carried. It's 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 just time to to cut losses and that's it. You know, I don't. Yeah. Green Bay Packer fans, I don't think you have playoff if when Rodgers leaves and goes because he is, whether he retires or goes somewhere else. I I don't believe he's in Green Bay any longer. Like, how do you really have playoff aspirations? You don't. You just need to build. We just need to build. You know, and yeah. and take you play in a really cold weather stadium, like. Don't we want to build the offensive line, the defensive line, and get back to the ways of running the football and smash? Like, it should be a dis. Do you remember those times where Brett Favre never lost a game when the temperature was below 32 degrees at home in Lambeau? Like, never. Didn't lose games. Like, because it's a disadvantage. I've sat in that cold weather twice. Bro, it is mind numbingly cold, let alone to try to focus on playing a game and you're getting smacked around. Like it, it, it's just time. It's time to move on. Yeah. The only thing I want to say, do you see when I first started acting as GM? I was like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's fine. So let me say, did yeah. you, uh, I know you're a Bill Burr fan. Have you seen his latest comedy special? No, but I love Bill Burr. Okay. So basically, <laughs> it, it was like a, a I think I've joke. seen probably seen pieces of it, but never like start to finish the whole thing. The joke was you always can see how a person, how stressed out a person is because they're touching their face when they're talking. So the higher they touch their face, uh, the more stressed out. So I was like, yeah, no, everything's okay. Hey, you know, things are a little tough. I can't fucking take it. I can't fucking take it. <laughs> now you're at the top of your head and stuff. Yeah, dude, you have to go see it. It's a great comedy special. It's funny I that you re- recommend that. It's funny that you referenced that because I saw something related to John Lynch about that when they were asking about the combine about like the quarterback oh. situation. He's scratching up here while he's talking. That was, that was just, oh yeah, it's true though. That was, that's true. That was a great yeah. It's I just like, that. have you ever seen the movie True Romance? I have not. What, bro? Chris, uh, Christopher Walken goes into this spiel about the the pantomimes, right? About lying and whatnot, and how like you can just. Like, if you understand what these are, like, they're literally, like, muscles in your face and whatnot that you literally have no control over. And if you understand them, you can immediately tell if somebody's lying, like, immediately. And that's basically what that is. It's, like, it's a subconscious reaction that you have no idea you're even doing. Or, like, when people, like, look up into the left or up into the right, they're actually calling, either calling a memory from their brain or or calling a lie from their imagination. (laughs) Like, it's just things like that that you need to to look into. All right. Let's let's, let's, uh, hit the home run here. Let's wrap this up. Um, We're going to go talk about the Minnesota Vikings. I am on the clock. So, we're negative 15 and change um, in the cap where he finished 13 and four last year, which is just followed by yet another early departure where we look really good during the regular season and fall flat on our face um, in the postseason. Step one towards freeing up money. We've completed already. We released Eric Kendricks for an $11 million savings. Uh, there's more to be done. I think, unfortunately, this is the year I have to say goodbye to the hometown kid in Adam Thielen. Um, you know, he counts for 19 million against the 
the cap when all said and done, if I go pre-June, you know, I got to do a post-June one here that puts me at like $13.5 million savings by, by cutting them. Production just isn't matching up. I think we just need to get younger at this point to pair across from Jefferson. Osborne, you know, is, is a rising talent um, for us. I'm also looking when I think about opportunities to save money. I kind of want to approach Kirk and talk a little bit about like, bro, we need a home team discount here at this point because we need to go find you some talent. Like I know you were the first to get those fully guaranteed contracts, but we need to subtract from that. And I'm thinking I'm getting a little, a little nutty here. I think I'm approaching Harrison Smith about taking a cut because he's 19 million against the cap. And honestly, if he balks at that, then I'm just saying, see you later, Harrison Smith. You know, post June 1, you're another $15 million that I get to recognize. And this is another one where I think the Vikings are just missing their window, right? Like now we're going to see regression. Like you're not, to me, you're not seeing 13, 14 wins from this team again next year. Um, I just, I just don't buy it. You know, they're probably gonna get a lot of primetime games. We know how Kurt does on primetime television, right? So we'll get a, a couple L's mixed in there. Um, bro, you're the GM. You should be talking bad. About I just, no, I call the truth, man. Like, bro, the, I want you to know how I value you. You want me to change how I value you and what I compensate you? Go win the fucking Monday night football game. You know what I mean? Go win the Sunday night football game. Win a playoff game. Like, that. that's how I feel. Like, that's what I pay you to do. If if I was handed a trophy at the end of the regular season, I'd be thrilled with what's been going on. But I'm but I'm not. But I always want to look at my team and say, who do I bring back? Like who's part of this core? You know, Dalvin Tomlinson is somebody that I think I'm interested to keep that D line going. Um, for for what I am just even as a GM, I love Alexander Madison. I love what he's brought to this team. Like I literally can't even tell him a, him and Dalvin Cook apart when they're on their field outside of the numbers. You know, but Dalvin's, he's getting up there, wear and tear, some injuries. Like, Madison doesn't miss a beat when he's in, and I think I want to be a more physical football team. Um, these are people that I want to I want to bring back. We all know I'm dealing with the headache that is Darius Smith, um, who wants to, who's requested his release. I ain't granting it. You're under contract, dude. You know, we'll figure that out later. But I'm not just going to let you go to another team to make them better and, and us get worse. Well, Zadarius, this is my public statement saying we'll work that out. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it. But you're a Minnesota Viking um, until the foreseeable future. We gave you a lot of money. We're giving you a lot of money. Um, let's figure for this out. Um, I think a lot of my priority is just going to be focusing on defense overall. Even if Harrison Smith goes, I need. I know we got Lewisine back there. I'm really high on Lewisine, uh, but we need a little bit more depth in the secondary. Um, we're going to have to fill Hendrick's spot. I want depth on the defensive line. Um, I'm looking at people like Trey Flowers on the edge. I'm looking at like Kaiser White um, in, in the back, in the secondary. Names like Jonathan Jones, Byron Murphy, maybe even Marcus Epps, especially if I move on you know, from, from Harrison. They all carry appeal. They're solid players at position um, of need. But I want to go back to the offense real quick in my departure with Adam Thielen. We've been throwing this name around when we've been talking about teams. Um, I think a piece that intrigues me is me is me Cole Hardman. You know, I, I think he has dual purpose in this team. Um, you've seen what he's done in the Kansas City offense, a little bit of a gimmick player, another guy who could take 
uh, the top off of a defense, especially with so much focus on Justin Jefferson. Um, I think it's an opportunity um, for him to shine. I think Nicole Hardman played his best ball when there was like Tyreek Hill opposite of him, right? Just taking those threats. Um, you know, good player. This only works if I can get these contracts squared away. So those are kind of my priorities. That's all she wrote for the Minnesota Vikings. I think for the Minnesota Vikings, people who have been fans of the Minnesota Vikings for a while, they're going to see a lot of those household names depart. I think Thielen's gone. I actually think Harrison Smith is gone. You already saw Kendrick's uh, depart. They got rid of him. Um, and there's also talks about Dalvin Cook having some receiving some trade interests from outside teams. Um, I think this is going to be interesting. I think they're going to because there's a new GM. I think they're going to get trying to get past the you know from the, the old uh, regime's uh, roster building there, and I think they're going to bring in their own guys. And because it's only last year was only year one. So a name might be interesting to see though, because they still want to be competitive and they still want to, they still feel like they're a contender in, in a weaker NFC. I you picture DeAndre Hopkins ending up there. You replace basically your sub, you subtract your um, replacing yeah. Thielen's cat number with Hopkins. Be extremely attractive. Hopkins could be like that Andre Johnson to to what he was to Hopkins. Like he can be that mentor to to Justin Jefferson. But I think that's their main priority is making sure they can afford Justin Jefferson uh, in the years uh, for the for you know for next year. Hundred percent. I mean, as the general manager, this is the problem that I'm faced with. Like you said, a lot of big names: Tomlinson, Kendricks, um, household names: Bradbury, Patrick Peterson gone. Right, the legend that is Nick Mullins as our backup coach. No, I'm totally kidding. But there are names that you're going to move on from, and that's a really hard sell to your fans. When you did just win 13 football games, right? Like, which is a really hard thing to do to say, hey, I know we won 13 games and we got to, we got to scrap some of this, right? Like, we got to reinvent the wheel a little bit with an aging quarterback. I mean, you're doing this all with a, with an aging, right? I mean, what's Kirk's got to be 35, 36 years old at this point, too, right? Like, he's, he's now been in Minnesota for how many years? Four, five. It was longer. Let's find out. History. Eight since eighteen. So eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two. Five years. So he's been in. He's been with us for for five years now, um, and it's the same song and dance like every time. So it, it's that's why I think they're trying to they're going to try to reconstruct this this uh, this team differently. Uh, yeah, because I, what they had in place for to support Cousins before is not is did not work, and I think they're going to make they're going to make some changes. And a lot of their they were holding on for dear life on that defensive side of the ball, trying to keep everyone together because they were such a great defense for so long. Yeah, well, uh, it's no longer your Mike Zimmer defense, right? Exactly, uh, and they're all older now. So. Yeah, well, this is this is the hard thing. This is the hard pill to swallow. That is the NFL when you are fans. Right. Like, what did we talk about when we were talking about the Cincinnati Bengals? Right. Like all in. But we need to be all in like we're this close. Right. Look what the Rams have done when they were super competitive and they're like, we're this close. All in like you can argue based on record and re repeat playoff appearances, et cetera. Like 
they're really close. So mm. it's hard to say, like, why are we not? Do I know the money states that we can't do more right now, but we also know that that number is a little fictitious and there's very creative ways to get around it. So it's a hard sell to say I'm parting with people who have been part of this. Because here's the truth, man. Like, unless you go get one of these top guys, are you really replacing Harrison Smith's production? Not right away. Right. Like, are you Dalvin Cook walks? Are you replacing that production? If you got traded, <laughs> not right away. You know what I mean? Like, it's just those things that, and, and, and even Thielen, let's say it's Thielen Smith and somehow Dal, um, Dalvin Cook gets traded, right? He's 28. He'll be 29 this year. He's approaching the age of death for running backs in the NFL. And his name's not Frank Gore, who gets younger as he gets older. Like, there's things that you need to consider. This team looks drastically different, man. It looks drastically different just by those three names walking out the door. Of course, and I agree. I kind of feel like the Minnesota Vikings are in like a no man's land. That's what I'm saying. It's a rock and a hard place. Eerily similar to what the Chargers were towards Philip Rivers' twilight of his career. They always felt like they had a chance to be in it because of Rivers, and that's why they always try to like, like make do like makeshift like changes to the offensive line. And I think that's what I think what the, that's what the Vikings are, are, are that's the road they're heading down. They're trying to hang on to dear life. Trying to retool, not rebuild. But I don't know if they have enough talent on that team to really to be serious contenders. I know they were thirteen. Like, how are you going to say that they were thirteen and three? I mean, come on. How many one score games did they win last year? Do you know that is the most flukiest thing ever? If they lost just fifty percent of their one score games, that record's closer to you know nine wins. All right. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, man. Um, so, so don't, don't hate me being a, you know, a doubter on the Minnesota Vikings. I, I just don't. I'm looking at this roster. Are you retooling or are you rebuilding? Because those are two totally different things in a division. That honestly, if I think if you trot out the exact same roster, you have the opportunity to win the division again. That's a hard Ooh. proposition. I am retooling until I have Justin Jefferson under contract. Because <laughs> it's going to be a big no. But meaning, I mean, like. How are you going to sell – if you don't have him under contract, how are you going to sell him a rebuild to sign with you? Yeah. Well, you sell him a rebuild with, like, probably the highest paid wide receiver ever. Yeah, but you know, that, you know what you I mean? You know how wide receivers are. They're divas, man. They're like, just trade me. I still get my cap number. I still get my money. Just trade yeah, me. Just trade me. Yeah, you're right. Um, It's it's just a – it just feels like when I was putting in my notes together for them, I was like, God, this just feels uncomfortable because – like any any fan, bro. Like if, if you walked out of the season, even with that first round loss in the playoffs as a Chargers fan, but you were thirteen and four, you're feeling good going into the next season. And like, I'm an unbiased opinion, right? Like I'm not even a fan of this team that has sold myself on false hope, like I do with my own team all the time. Like, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, this don't feel good, man. This could just as easily be a seven win seven win team next year if yeah. these things happen, you know. It's tough. It's tough. All right. That wraps us up with the the NFC North. We're going to be back in the next day or so covering the AFC and NFC West teams. Lou, like I always do, rely on you. Right where they can find us. WTF Pod NFL on Instagram and Twitter. And Wesson, hit them up with the YouTube. We're Talking Football Podcast. Subscribe. Like. Sign up for the notifications. 
You're all friends. You're all family. Help us out, right? How big of a deal it is. You can ignore it like everybody else does with the notifications. No, I'm just playing. There's good content here. You should listen to it for novice football fans, for advanced football fans. I promise we covered across all levels. Give us a shot. You won't be disappointed. But that wraps us up for this evening. Till next time.